Episode 32 of the Island Green. We are back. Little hiatus. We've been busy. Yeah, August was uh, very busy for for most people. So It's funny, eh? When we first started this from, what, 32 weeks ago or more than that now, I suppose, we were uh, sitting here thinking, oh my God, we're going to have so much to talk about during the summer months and, and fall because, you know, there's so much golf and stuff happening. But here we are and it's almost there's almost too much so we we actually couldn't do the podcast yeah it's like uh, too much is not you say too much of a good thing yeah too much of a good thing <laughs> i guess um but you, you might in your head you might be like i don't know if we have that much stuff but then you you write it all down you're like oh wait we got way too much we it just it just never stopped i mean i think the last time uh i was we of course i missed the last podcast and uh we're just we're going just the uh, the og here yeah. sitting in, and we're actually sitting in my living room just like the og times missing ben uh today um he is completely jammed up with uh organizing uh a couple of huge tournaments uh coming up on october 17th sunday the luke allen memorial i guess we can start talking about that yeah that's the 17th so that's uh two two weeks and a bit i guess um belvedere and uh anderson creek yep are yep. both sold out as if we record this yep just sold out i think yeah like very quickly uh, breaking news so they're sold out did you get a team in no and i'll go into that in a second but let's finish our thoughts here um so then i guess the news from jeff was they opened up eagles Glen. yeah has now come on board yeah so they're looking to sell them out as well so if you're looking to play and you didn't get a team in the first two get on the horn and get a hold of eagles like asap yep because it, it will sell out it no question it's gonna sell it i i there there could be teams there, there could be teams that say i'd i'd rather play eagles you yeah. know like <laughs> instead of playing the, my own course all the time or whatever but Anyway, how crazy is that? Two sold-out events, or sorry, two sold-out courses for a scramble event and now taking on a third. Yeah, that's that's a big event, and I mean, it just goes to show you that obviously we talk about golf knit community and, and how tight, golf knit community, golf community and how tight-knit it is. And, you know, Luke had a lot of friends off-island as well. I know a lot of people were over from uh, New Brunswick for uh, yesterday's event and I'm sure they're going to be coming back for the for the tournament in a few weeks. So yeah, they had a little celebration of life there for them. Um, I mean, really, I mean, we didn't we haven't really even recorded or even touched on uh, Luke since you know our last podcast. But um, obviously, that was a enormous. This is starting off like on a, on a somber type tone, but it definitely needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're all like, you know, you know, shocked and and you know, extremely saddened uh, to to hear about Luke. So, it's really awesome that uh, everybody's kind of getting together and doing the going to going to do this uh, event. I mean, you know, of course they're going to do a golf event. I mean, the guy was a golf nut. Yeah, exactly. Um, heck of a player too. How long have you had you known Luke? Um, only a few years. Um. I've obviously met him a bunch of times, but I actually never played golf with him. Um, his he used his grandfather Stanley Affleck is a huge uh, Stanhope member. He's been out there for years, and back when Luke was just a tiny fella. Yep. 
Stan used to bring him out to Stanhope, and he'd follow him around, caddy for him all the time. Tiny fellow. That could have been last year, really. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, Stan used to caddy for him, and he used to be uh, be around Stanhope actually a fair bit back when I worked there, like, a long time ago. Yep. So, uh, through that, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, he only, so it's weird, you know, I'm going to say on my radar, but, uh, the first time I'd ever heard of Luke, um, was actually my buddy, Steve, uh, Steve Anderson. Um, he was caddying, I think for Steve Anderson and there was pictures and, and I think actually Steve, excuse me, he was living over in New Brunswick and he was, uh, they were, they were doing a fundraiser for him because obviously he had like double lung transplant and, and all this. So anyway, that's when I first got to you know heard his name and that's only not that long ago and then through the tight-knit golf community and playing the tournaments and stuff over the last couple of years i got to meet him and know him and everything else man nothing but respect for that guy like he was such a fun loving like he just the coolest guy you know in the room whenever he was there so um and i know like ben will probably talk to you know next time that he's on he's going to probably you know speak uh, speak about luke as well because he i think he knew him both better than than both of us so um anyway just unbelievable that uh, they're going to do these two two events um like i said if you haven't signed up for or if you missed out on belvedere or anderson creek go check out because they're now signing up for eagles glen so me no i i'm not i don't have a team in um so a couple of weeks ago my buddy tease hackers best name in golf yep. messaged me and said why don't we can we let's do like a little rider cup thing between fox meadow and brudenell nice i'm like this is a great idea everybody's jumping on the uh the, the rider, cup, the rider ideas? cup ideas team matches i mean it's it's, it's very popular right so <clears throat> and i totally agree and i thought you know what like i'm sure that i could probably put team together from fox meadow and um he he can handle you know brudenell and dunderave and anyway so we we started the the organizing process and of course we settled on the date of october 17th because that worked for everybody or most people and uh anyway so that's gonna happen and it's gonna be down in brudenell and i'm really looking forward to it um but obviously when they announced these tournaments i mean the first thing that we all got on the message boards and we're like well so do you want to still do it you know should we there, there, there are a few guys that are going to play in the Luke Allen, you know, scramble tournament. And, you know, so what we decided, that, you know, we kind of knew that they were going to sell out, you know, so we're like, okay, listen, they're going to sell out. We can still do our events. And actually, I, we came up with a really good idea, I think, is that we're going to actually have an award that day uh, at our Broody Fox. That we're calling it the Broody Fox. We're going to have an award and it's going to be called the Luke Allen Award. And it's going to be for the player who or team who comes back from the biggest deficit during the matches. So, for example, I mean, we're doing 27 holes. It's going to be nine holes, nine holes, nine holes. So if a player gets down two or three, comes back, gets a half, come back, they're going to get the Luke Allen Award signifying and, and representing sort of uh, never giving up, you know, and, and I thought what a perfect uh, perfect way to doing it. That's unreal. Yeah, it's pretty That's cool. That's really cool. So now I'm like, okay, cool. And like, because we obviously want to do our, you know, our event because we had this planned. Um, but anyway, so that's, uh, I think, for the way that we're going to. Oh, if I played in that, man, I'm, I'm a shoe-in <laughs> for getting down early. <laughs> but I will not win the award if it requires you to come back well, and, and there get only a nine for a tie. So actually, here I like your opinion on this now that we're on to this topic. So um, it's going to be 27 holes. 
Um, and the first two sort of the nine holes and nine holes matches are going to be team events. Like we're going to do alternate shot for the second. And the first nine holes is up for debate. And the, the last nine holes is singles matches, obviously. So the first nine, we're wondering, should we do scramble, right? Scramble partners versus scramble partners, because it is a cool match play format. Or should we do like a better ball format, meaning... Uh, you know, well, better ball, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, me. Did you say the second one is alternate shot? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably go, see, it's, I know it's hard because you have daylight, so you can't even get 36 holes in a day unless, and of course, right. it doesn't give it up. Yep. I don't know, nine hole matches are so hard to play. I mean, there's not much time. There's not. To get down and to come back. That's right. Or if you get up to a two up lead after three, it's like, it's pretty much over in a nine hole match. I mean, you yeah. There's just not a lot of time. No. Um, I'd probably go best ball. I mean, every event in the fall typically is a scramble. So, I mean, yeah. if it's only nine holes, you can play your own ball for nine holes. The only the only argument that I have towards that is that it's scramble match play. I don't know what that what the difference so is. So, basically, say me and you were a match play, or sorry, we're, we're a team, and it was Ben and uh, Tim York, for example. Yep. Um, we're a scramble. So, we go out and we make a four, but they make a three. Well, they're up one. Okay. And then we go play the next hole, and then we both tie it with birdie, say. And then we go. I just think, like, scramble, typically scrambles this time of year are, like, go play 18 holes and take your low score, and it is what it is. But there's no match play. I mean, remember when we did the uh, Island Green Invitational yep. at Eagles Glen? Yeah. It was cool because it was match play. Like, are you down one, you're down up. You yeah. Know, that type of thing. And, I get, and like you said, I mean, two, in two-person scramble, you know, there's not going to be a lot of eagles. You know, one guy might drive it. But, I mean... So, yeah, no, I, I like the match play idea. Yeah. If you're out of a hole, I guess you pick up. But, I mean, typically in two-person scramble, you're not out of a hole. But no. I like anything that's match play where it's especially, like, stroke play for me, match play. Because, I mean, you're going to have a blow-up hole. All just, the time. Just pick it up and move on to the next and get it out of your mind. You don't yeah. have to keep torturing yourself by finishing out the hole. Or... <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so anyway, that's, that's, that's upcoming. That's going to be sort of on that same day. So, um, um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be an awesome, that's going to be a busy day then. It's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of golf. So how many, played. how many people on each team? Crayford, nice the, weather. In the Broody Fox. Uh, it's going to be 12 on each team. And did you track down 12? Yep. And he tracked down 12? Uh, yes. It's a busy day. It's a busy day. Hopefully. Pray for good weather. Uh, that's what I'm big time. Yeah, big time. Loki, you're up there. You're watching. Make sure you got some good weather 17. on the 17th, bud. Help, help a brother's out. Um, okay. <laughs> we got a bunch of recaps. Yep. A bunch. We got to start, though, with the hump day. Um, yeah. September 22nd. Yep. Last Wednesday. Yep. Uh, the first thing we got to do is thank everyone that registered for coming out and playing yeah um, absolutely i know we speak for ben when you know he he obviously organizes a ton of tournaments like and he did a little bit you know he you know we were all partners in this nick you did i would say 90 percent of the work for this tournament and i think everyone had an unbelievable time and it was a ton of work way more than we both i think or all of us kind of thought yeah but um it was cool i mean at the end of the day like you know, after it was all said and done, and I've still got to post the pictures, actually, because I've got a ton of them, but everybody loved it. They had a great time. Oh, uh, it was, you know, first and foremost, 
you want the weather to be good. I mean, no one's going to have fun oh. if it's raining, no yeah, matter how helped. many prizes you give out or yeah. how many drinks yeah. you have. If it's raining and cold and windy, yeah. nobody's having fun. I know. So as soon as we woke up, hot, sunny, and nice, I said, it's a win right now. I, when if I we just at the literally show cor- up that day. I looked at the weather forecast, and when I saw that it was nice the day before and nice the day after, I'm like, we're good. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Because even if it gets a little shitty during those other two days, we're still going to be good. Um, the one thing I will say for Ben, which... I, me and Len, you know, we don't we didn't see the entries coming in as hot, fast and furious as say you would like. You think, oh my god, we're gonna sell it in an hour. This ain't no not, Cavendish Cup. That's yeah, that's not how it works. Ben was the calm behind the storm. I said, relax, boys. Yeah. I've done this. It will it will get the teams. Yeah. You just go, and then you know I'm biting my fingernails. Like, oh my god, many teams? <laughs> Every morning checking. Uh, do we get any yeah. more? Do we get any more? Well, do we get any texting, more? Texting, texting Ben. Ben, like, do you think we need to do anything? He's like, relax, man. It's. Yeah. It's two. It's three weeks out. Nobody's thinking about what they're doing in three weeks, especially for a Wednesday. Yeah, you know, like people people have plans on weekends, and I actually think that you know, and I, I'd love to get others' feedback on it, but I actually thought that the Wednesday was a good day to do it. Yep. You know, like that's why we called it Hump Day. Hump Day. No, it just you know, it was midweek, and it was something something a little different. And again, I think it really helped that. It was a beautiful day. I think if we were ever to do it again, which uh, is sort of up to debate with all oh, of us, God. but uh, if if we were, it's really, I, I would keep it on that day because if it's not nice or it's weather looking crappy, we can bump it because chances are the next Wednesday, not much is going on that day either. Yeah. Now, I think, you know, if we do, and there's the big if, <laughs> you know, we've got, we got to keep, we got to keep it as the hump day. I mean, yep. at the end of the day, if somebody's, Works Monday to Friday, which you know, a lot of people, and they really want to play. I mean, we didn't start till one thirty. A lot so of campers out it's there a half, too. It's a half day. camping. It's, it's a half day. You know, yeah. Leave your work at noon. Come out and play. I will. You know, big shout out. We've done. We did a bunch of the sponsors beforehand, right? Yep. Shout outs to them. Yep. I mean, we could run through the list right now, but they know who they are. But yep. You know, big shout outs to you guys. I mean, the prizing table I, I was amazing. I think everybody that was there for the dinner left with a prize. <laughs> we we understated the prizes. I think that kind of yeah. goes without saying. The amount of prizes that we had and and good prizes, like you know, here's a dozen Pro Vs for this. Here's uh, God, what were the grand prize winners? Like a whole trip with eight rounds of golf and eight bridge rounds pass of golf, and KFC gift card. Crazy, um, crazy. And if anybody left hungry or thirsty, there's something wrong with there's it. There's something wrong, and you aren't at the right event because okay. And I, I I'm gonna give a special shout out to Little Caesars and Colin Yonker yes. just because. I, he he donated all the pizza so what ended up happening for you guys that that missed out on the hump day he he donated all the pizza and it came right in the middle of the whole tournament there next getting his candies out speaking of food and i i got in the in the uh in the cart with craig and we went around and every single group got a pizza for their group and you know, and drinks from, from Moosehead and we got, that, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But anyway, but just, it was just something different. And, you know, when first people got there, they, they grab a hot dog, they were barbecuing on the deck and then midway they got some pizza. And then at the end they got this awesome burger platter. Nobody was, nobody was hungry. No, and God, no. Jeez. Before we move on, I know we talked about it. I'm done with the hump day. Craig Luke. Luki and Chuck and Adrian Malice. <laughs> Those boys are beauticians. Adrian was the DJ on number 10 watching yeah. for the hole in one and general helping us out with the I was going to say a lot more than that. A lot more was, than that. Yeah, he was 
grabbing everything. He, and then Craig, God love him, holy smokes. <laughs> Craig was jack of all. Uh, hey, Craig, ice run go, into town. Go get ice. <laughs> coffees. Ice. <laughs> Went and got some coffees. Got, got. <laughs> Delivered yeah. pizzas, helped set up carts. I mean, those two guys volunteered their time that day. Uh, you know, we gave them some food and drinks, but I mean, they were awesome. So thank you uh, to both of you for helping us out. Yeah, that was that was huge, guys. Thank you very much. Um, and it was great meeting. Uh, well, I mean, I knew Adrian from before, but I, I never met Craig before. What a beauty. So anyways, great meeting uh, both those guys. Um, so uh, actually, on that note, speaking of things that we do, um, we just launched the uh, the golf pool. Yes. So today. yeah. So golfpool.islandgreenpod.ca. Uh, um, it's basically going to start. I think the 16th weekend. I think it's the CJ Cup. Um, and how it's going to work, which I kind of I love this format. You're going to pick three players. Three players. You cannot pick them again. Like that's huge, man. Yeah. Um, so you pick three players. Anyway, and every every tournament, and um, anyway, the rules are on there, but just go check it out. It's only $20. E-transfer to golfpool at islandgreenpod.ca, and uh, you'll be entered. And uh, anyway, it's going to be a blast. We hope to get, uh, you know, God, 50, 50 entries, um, and uh, everybody can kind of battle it out. We're going to have lots of prizes. They're not quite announced yet. We don't. We, it's better if we get a feel for how many people we're going to have. But, uh, and there will also be obviously the cash prizes from the pool money. So anyway, sign up. Yeah. You going right. going in? Uh, well, yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be some strategery there. Same as we did last year. You think for if there's like, was, yeah. Pretty much. That's, that's what it's kind of based around. Instead of us saying here are our picks. Well, they're going to see our picks because we can't pick them and twice and they're all going to be there. But like, there's like 30 tournaments. There's a lot. So you're picking ninety, 90 guys, players. right? Wow. You're 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 going into the well. You're, oh yeah, big time. You better be a little bit strategic, especially when it comes around majors and the end of the year and all of this kind of stuff. It's almost like you pick one good guy and then a couple a uh, couple of plugs. <laughs> we won't name the plugs. No, 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 definitely. Um, not. But okay, we going uh, we going Rose Bowl next or Atlantics? Well, okay. Well, I'd like to go. I'd like to go the Rose Bowl first because. Okay. I got to tell you, boys, the, the Belvedere boys showed up and absolutely trounced Ashburn at home. In, in the singles they did. In the regular play, it was tied. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Hit. But it was, yeah, it was, <clears throat> it was impressive. Yeah. And the best part was, is I was following it because uh, that was the same weekends as the Atlantic's up in Mill River. And I was following it through Golf Gamebook. And I knew sort of everything that was kind of going on. And um, I was on site on Sunday for the singles. Oh, were you really? Yeah, I went over. Yep. No way. Watched it. Yep. Yeah. So, what did what did you take in? Yeah, the uh, the Belvedere boys just were playing really good. I mean, I I got there and I was hanging out around um, nine green. So Jamie that was hanging out with the leaderboard and he was updating kind of after nine and then he was going to take the board and go to the back nine with them. Yep. And after, th I think the first update was after three and the second update was after nine. So when I got there after three, it was, you know, one up, one up, two up. No, nothing crazy. When the updates started coming in after nine, there was five up. Yeah. There was five up. Yeah. There was three yeah. up. Apparently, uh, Sunday was crazy windy. It was insane windy. Which is really weird because it wasn't that bad up in Miller. River. It was windy, but nothing. It was insane. That crazy. tee shot they were hitting on 10 was like blowing hard left to right so really? you really had to shape and the boys were 
even the Ashburn boys were hitting some beauties. Yeah. Some really good matchups. I mean, Mike Irwin, I, I, a couple of the boys closed them out like six and five. Yeah. There was a couple trouncing, a couple close ones. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall, the uh, Belvedere boys came for the singles. Then they got after it on Sunday night. Yeah. Because everybody was in the partying mood and, and all that. I, I just, I love that event. I played in it once years and years ago. And it was, to that day, it was my favorite golf experience that I have ever had, like, as a player. Um, Did you see the message from Poulter to the oh that, that Lori got to, for him to send? That was awesome. I watched that. That was stop pissing around yeah. and get it done. And bound yeah. in his chest. Did Did you see the Mike Irwin response? I did. Yeah, little. Uh, I don't kind of cringeworthy. Uh, what? No, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, at that point, I'm sure the boys were about six beers deep. No, it was that was that was really cool. What a cool back and forth. I mean, God, nothing like Ian Poulter telling you to go get it, go after it. Yeah. Unreal. Um, that yeah. Um, so congrats to those boys and and good luck. I do have to say this. Uh, um, so after the event was over, yeah. That evening, yeah. I tweeted something out. It was like within a couple of hours. They were all still at Belvedere, apparently. Yeah. I tweeted out, "Who would win in a match? The Belvedere Rose Bowl team yeah. versus the Maritime Cup team, which is going to happen this weekend." It's Tim. <laughs> What a kettle of fish that is. So I tweeted it out because it was an honest question, man. Yep. That Rose Bowl team, if you look at it from top to bottom. Yep. Now they take 16, which is a little, is a little aggressive. It's a lot. Yeah. So it shows you how deep they are too. Right. So I said top to bottom. That's, that is a bunch there. I said there's a bunch of killers or something like that. Anyway, a couple of people mentioned back, you know, what about the players that uh, play both? I said they can stay with Belvedere. So I think there's three, maybe like uh Curtis Hall. Brody McGregor. No, Curtis isn't on. Yeah, Curtis is playing this year. What? Curtis is on the Maritime Cup team. I don't think he is. Yeah, I, I got the list today. Oh, did he you? Was late addition. Oh, no way. A okay, a cool. Anthony Warren gave up a spot, so I think Curtis moved moved in. I thought Scotty Morton was on. Oh, yeah, Scotty's in too for Anthony. So it's somebody else gave up this, couldn't play. Oh, no way. Okay. So Pretty I said, good I pickup. Said, I said they can stay with Belvedere, yep. and Tim can pick up Anybody else he wants, including PGA members. So you get a Jamie Moran, you get a Nick Peters, Trevor Giggy, whoever he wants to fill those three spots. Who can? Tim can? Tim, yeah. He was the captain. For the Maritime, Maritime Cup. Okay. Cup. Yeah. Okay. So Brody, who else, Anthony, and someone else is staying with Belvedere's Rose Bowl team. Gotcha. Most people came back and said, you know, depending, it, it, the course would make a big difference. Yep, absolutely. If, if you went somewhere neutral, say uh, anywhere else, it makes a difference. Um, but, you know, Anyway, I just I put it out there not to blast either side. I said, "Well, that I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you my good, opinion on it." Yeah, my opinion on it is that is a really good match. And if anybody sits there and goes, "We would kill them," take a have a seat, take a deep breath, boys, and and have a little bit of a like respect for the other team because because it is true there are players on both sides of those those teams, and we're talking about everybody. Almost everybody is a scratch handicap on those teams. Right. Like, so you can't say, yeah, we pound the piss out of them when the handicaps are the same, boys. Like, yeah. let's, let's settle down here. So, now, you take the Belvedere guys away from Belvedere, and, you know, I, I, think, it's, I, I, think, it's, I think it's crazy close. Yeah, so that's why. And I'd love to watch it, that's actually. That's the reason I put it out there was because, like, the point of it was that's such a strong team. Mm, it yeah. wasn't super so, strong. Could be the strongest Rose Bowl team Belvedere's ever had. A lot of people have said that. So yeah. some people messaged me back and said, be a good match. 
Tim messaged me privately, Uh-oh. and I'm outing him here on the podcast. <laughs> what did he, he say? He was not happy with me. What for throwing it out there? Yeah, he said. It, Tell he, him you're a piece. Of, you're 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 in G Jack, yeah. and and it's your idea. It's your your duty to yeah. ask tough questions. Yeah. Anyway, he was not happy with me. Why? Because he just started a little bit of controversy, or what? He just said it wouldn't be close. Oh, Timmy, 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 Timmy. <laughs> He said it'd be closer would be Anderson Creek versus the Rose Bowl team. Like the Anderson Creek, if they put together their 16-man team. Wow. Anyway, for, more for food a guy, for thought. For a guy that tall, I wouldn't <laughs> think you'd have to step on a step on a, uh, a stool or anything. Oh, my God. Get off the horse, bud. It, <laughs> that's, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, you know what? Hey, if he's that positive about it, let's make it happen. I think so. You know? Um, the Belvedere boys said they were in. Oh, I'm sure they would. I mean, God. I mean, there's no shortage of uh, people who think that uh, their clubs are the best clubs around. That's for that's for darn sure. Anyway, um, and I, you know what? Okay, so quick side story. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were playing a mixed tournament. Myself, uh, Bernadette, and played with uh, Scott and Amanda. You know what? And we're really close friends with them. And we were playing out a Country View, and we had an amazing day. It was beautiful out. Uh, if memory serves, I. Th- I think Mitch Ellis took it home. Anyway, shout out to Chris, by the way, or Mitch, uh, club champion at Country View this year. Many years a bridesmaid. Correct, correct. Finally Always the, bride. the bridesmaid, never the bride. Anyway, we were talking about that up there at the Atlantic. So we'll get to that in a second. But uh, anyway, and and Scott, who's member, you know, at at Country View, um, was saying how their top 12 or something like that could take Belvedere's top 12. And at the time, you know, and I'm completely, I'm not even involved in, you know, in one of the players, but I said, Scott, you're crazy. You know, you're, you're nuts. And so we started going down and I have a, I have a picture of the list and we started going down the matchups, you know, and it's like, well, Chris Curry versus say cackles. And then we got, you know, uh, Pudge versus whoever, and we got Michalis versus whoever, and all the way down, and it was, they were all really good players. Like we are so fortunate. We have so many unbelievable players. And that, that, I, I it, anyway, so that got, it gets you start thinking, right? Like, you know, what, what would it be like? Especially if you take them away from their home course, which in my opinion is like, that's one of the bigger things. Yeah. But I like when you do a home and home. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, being at your home course is, yeah. it, is the advantage for that team, right? So yeah. that's why they do the Rose Bowl. They moved around, but they go to the home course. Like they brought the Rose Bowl and they brought the team to PEI, but they went and played a different course. That takes that advantage that the Rose that the home team's getting, right? Absolutely, it's absolutely. Like NHL, it's like NHL playoffs. They went and played at a neutral site. You're taking away the advantage of yeah. the crowd and the atmosphere. And so I'm fortunate to play with a lot of the boys on the on the Rose Bowl team, like on Tuesday on the Tuesday group, and I mean the scores that they have. At, yeah, on Tuesdays, They're, it's ridiculous. You can follow it along in golf game book or whatever, but you know, there's not there's not too many weekends that or sorry weeks that somebody's not five six under par for the eighteen holes, and everybody like there's of the twenty guys that play, eleven of them are even or better. It's crazy. Oh. It's really good. Anyway, but uh, so next they go. Just so anybody that's wondering, those boys go to Moncton. And they they take on Moncton at home. I'm taking an I'm going to take an early stab and say the boys are 
for the first time in a long time, they're going to Moncton and they're retaining the cup in Moncton. So they do that in the spring? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all the same guys because they, you know, they, that's the team they won. So they keep going. I just think that they're going to be tough to beat. So I don't know if you get the, you get them a couple of them off Island. Yeah. Well, you never know. That's the, <laughs> and that's the advantage, right? That's what, you know, the Ashburn guys came over. They had a good time and maybe got them a yeah. little off their game. I don't know. Moncton boys are offering them a discount at, uh, all the local establishments. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a couple over dollar there. Dollar coupons. I've heard um, of a couple. Uh, speaking of off their game, so then I went to the Atlantics that same weekend. Yeah, I have to ask you a question before you start with the Atlantics recap. Okay. Did you were you, did you trunk slam? Because they had the team PEI picture and you oh. were nowhere to be found. Well, first of all, <laughs> honestly, okay, so I had no idea that that was a thing. I honestly didn't know, like, because I saw after the first day that we were tied or maybe we were in the lead or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I trunk slam, but I, I didn't know that it was going to be a thing. I'll be honest. I saw this big picture. It's like team P I retains Atlantic. So I'm looking, I'm scanning. I'm like, Oh, Len be super pumped. Oh, uh, like, listen, <laughs> no I'm going to tell you right now. And I'm sure anybody that knows me, that's listening to this. I would have loved to have been in that picture. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. And I, before I prep, you know, I didn't have a good weekend. Mill river hates me and I, and I'm not a big fan of it as far as the golf course, but it's, <laughs> it is so difficult for me to, to play there. I don't know. Like my, my issue with mill river was they had the pins in really difficult spots and everybody's playing the same course. So this is not an excuse, but they also had the, the, the greens super fast. And the issue was, is that on both days I made a big number early, like a double or a triple. I get, anyway, shouldn't have been either one of them, but, and there's nowhere on that course where you're like, I can get that back on this course, or I can get one back here. It's a difficult golf course. And, and, you know, God, Tyson, the, Tyson Gavin owns that golf course. Were, the, there, were the greens quick? They were super quick. They were super quick, but it was such an honor to play. Like, I, I guess, you know, as, as, you know, as disappointed as I was to not have a better weekend, it was such an honor to like, I got, I got PEIGA shirts and a hat and swag bag, man. I am so proud of that stuff. Like you have no idea. And, and I'm sure like the guys that are on the Rose Bowl team, I hope you guys feel the same way. You, they got a bunch of swag and it's just to me, like that's the trophy. Like to me, I'm just like every time I put on, in fact, I wore with um, the, uh, what do you call it? Like the salmon one the other day. Every time I put that on, I think about it, and I'm like, I was there. Like, it was really cool. So, anyway, it kind of fires me up and kind of wants, to, wants me to get, make, get better. But I'm telling you, we had a blast up there. Jason Campbell, Chris Curry, um, Jeff Hughes was there for the night, Gamester. Like, all, everyone that was up there, I just had a blast with. And, um, anyway, it was awesome to be, be a part of it. And, and the, boy, the boys took the cup. Congrats, Team PEI. I mean, yeah. took down. Took I know. Took that's home. What, but somebody was like, congrats, Len. You know, you guys did it. I'm like, well, it had nothing to do with me. But then I started thinking, well, if I was in the Rose Bowl and I lost my match, you still but won we the, won. You still win. You still win. So I'm just going to say I'm Atlanta Cup champion. Sandra Shoffley was still celebrating on Sunday night. Even Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Yeah, that's, that's a Rory. great point. So, yeah. Anyway, so that makes me feel a little bit better. But... Um, 
Um, another little uh, victory for uh, uh, Atlanta Canadian. Darren Ritchie, Canadian senior yeah. champion. Speaking of Tim York. Yeah, exactly. Drove up and back with him, didn't he? Yeah, the, yep. They're good buddies. I thought that was the coolest thing. I didn't know that he was was a, was really good buddies with Tim, um, but I saw the picture of them like coming home, and I'm like, "That's a Canadian senior champ," you know? Like, he was um, scheduled to come on the podcast actually this week, but he's doing uh, six weeks of straight night shifts at the. Uh, What's he do at the factory? He's a oh at the factory downtown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bouncing, slinging drinks, yeah. um, crane operator. Over in St. John. Jesus. All right. So he's on six weeks of straight nights. So he said, when I'm this when, when this rotation's over, he's like, I'd love to come on and chat about it. So look forward to talking That'd to him. That'd be about unreal. His, yeah, look forward yeah. to talking to him about his big victory and uh, how all that went and how the drive with Tim was. That'd be my more important question. Yeah. How'd you, <laughs> you guys kill How'd each you other? How'd you survive the drive up <laughs> there? <laughs> or Timmy getting some heat. Um, how, how, many, how, big, how big was the field at Canadian Seniors? Do you know? No, I'm not sure. Like it wouldn't, would it be like 150 or would it be more than that? Be about 150? Yeah. I think so. Okay. You're just taking a swig of your Diet Coke here. You got, <sighs> the, Fritz got, so he's taking it old school here. He's got Twizzlers. He's got uh, gummies, got a Diet Coke. He brought over a couple Apple turnovers over there. He's just living his best life here uh, on, on, on Thursday on night. Hump, on, yeah, on a Thursday night. Yeah, it's not hump day. It's already done. Um, but, uh, all right, well, we've been talking about the, all these match plays and everything else. The Ryder Cup. Oh, man. Um, awesome. You loved it, eh? I loved it. It was pretty entertaining. And I, I think it was... The, the worst part about it was that it wasn't close. Right? Yeah, I guess. Like, well, I mean, it was a... They were winning the whole time. But there was so much entertainment during the... Uh, during the tournament. Yeah, well, my question was, you know, what do you like the romp or do you like it close? And I guess the, the, the real question is, if I have to choose between a romp where I know the team I want is going to win, so I wanted USA to win, and when they're romping, you know they're going to win, or a very tight match where you don't know. Stanley Cup final, same thing. Do you want to sweep? No. But is it the t- depends. Is the team I want to win getting the sweep? Well, speaking from me being a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, like I'd still want to see, I want my team to win, but I want a good, good series. Like I don't want five nothing, five nothing, five nothing, five nothing. Even if you know, if you're guaranteed Tampa is going to win it? Well, I mean, team they had, they're pretty much guaranteed anyway. I know, I just. <laughs> no, but I yeah. mean, I, I honestly thought, I, I was kind of surprised. I didn't think it was a predetermined notion that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, Europe was going to, get beaten that bad no i don't think anybody did you know in as a podcaster i mean we dissect tournaments and predict and stuff and i mean they dissect the Ryder cup to death right i mean they just pick it apart and and they're they're blasting uh podrick for his for his picks and they're saying he's not he, he did this and this coaching i'm like he didn't hit his golf shot. He doesn't strike a ball when he's out there. It doesn't like. Well, what they're blaming him for their number one pick and Rory never made a putt all weekend. Yeah, and I mean, well, till singles. So they dissected, and they dissected it, and uh, you just Europe usually, you know, the last couple of years they have had US's number. Uh, yeah, but the US just played better. I mean, if you watched it, totally. they just played better. They made a lot of putts. Um, the one thing I will say about this Ryder Cup is 
I like the course. I mean, Whistling Straits is a beast of a course. I love yeah, it. Yeah. However, for a Ryder Cup, it wasn't spectator friendly. Like a lot of the holes that are along the coast, they only had little pockets of where people could stand. Whereas when they do a parkland style golf course, and then people can line yeah, but what do both you care fairways. About that? Just for the atm- like for the for atmosphere, yeah, louder, I, I, louder and more raucous. I don't really, I don't really agree with that. I, I thought it was absolutely perfect because of the way it was. Like it was, um, I mean, obviously now I'm used to not seeing crowds anyway, but like it was such a different golf course than we're used. To. It was like a mix of links versus modern, and like I thought it was awesome venue for for that because there was no gimme shots. No, I, I know what you're saying though with the atmosphere. I want and stuff. them line. I want them lined up from tee to green on both sides of the fairway, just screaming the entire day when they're out there playing. Yeah, see, I, I maybe maybe if if Europe fans could get there, then I'd agree. But I just thought it was the whole fan fandom there was all one sided anyway. Like to me, that wasn't. I don't know. Like I could tune them out to be honest. Like it was it was so one sided, and they were saying get in the water when the Europe team shot like. I don't know. I was just kind of like, man, I would have loved to have had way more Europe fans there so that at least they can go back and forth, fights in the stands, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, just, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it's home. It was like home team advantage with no fans for the other team. It's just, yeah, it was a little, I, I, I don't know. But I love the venue for it. I love the, 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 the tournament of it. What was your favorite shot? Favorite shot of the whole event? Yeah. Ooh. Um, like mine, mine was Jordan Spieth's. The the super flop, the crazy ass flop shot from, from the, the side, side of the hill. From yeah. the side of the hill. Um, obviously, I like Bryson's drive on the singles match when he takes the putter off one tee. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. takes the putter out of your. Hey, how are you? Your caddy hands you the putter on yeah, one tee. Yeah, what a balls out <laughs> move that was. Um, <laughs> and here's the wheelbarrow to carry your balls yeah. all the way down the. <laughs> uh, Justin Thomas's three wood there. I think it was in the. Saturday best ball. It was he eagled the hole like two days in a yep, row. Yeah. Um, the other one I like was Tommy Fleetwood's hook into the water there on uh, fifteen. The in the second day or something, it was like an eighty yard rope hook. Like <laughs> it crossed land like a hundred yards in front of him. And I had a couple of those today. Water. Well, and then and then you know on the other side, like I love seeing Lowry all fired up. Right, like he didn't get he didn't get. I don't think he put got put out the first two. No, the second day he got, he got put out. But he didn't get put out on a regular, and um, you know he was all fired up. And of course, Ian Poulter, like just like oh my god. But like nope. you said, in a romp, it's hard. Like if they, if they win a hole in the singles and they look up at the board and they're they're down in eight matches and they only need two points to secure. I mean, how yeah. you can't really pump your chest and get yeah. too fired up. What do you think about? Here's another question that I saw the boys did a lot this weekend at the Ryder Cup. They were like complaining about the gimmies. Oh were, my god! They were like, yeah, I have an opinion on it. They were like laying the putter down or like showing the putter. What the, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you doing that? You're up a billion. Europe needs you to miss these in order to get back into the Ryder Cup. You were putting those. Like I don't. Yeah, they did them a couple earlier, even when it wasn't like in not in the singles. So, but yeah, I, it was I like one or two yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. But even still, I'm like, put them out, boys. If they're that close, what are you complaining for? Anyway, yeah, I. I <laughs> what do you think about it? Same thing. I mean, if he doesn't say it's good, just go about your business and do Bryson it. Bryson putting his putt. putter down was comical because he's got a seven-foot yeah, long yeah, putter. Yeah, yeah, that one was funny. <laughs> what? It's not inside the putter length? 
But a, you know what? He wants a five and a half foot slider left or right to, to so have a hole. What was interesting is that I felt like, um, you know, I don't know if a lot of people out there would agree with me on this, but I felt a lot of their emotion wasn't 100% genuine. I felt like a lot of it was just because you're at the Ryder Cup and and they're just kind of they're doing the part. And the reason I think that is because they they all partied together after afterwards like they're like I don't know, like I feel like sometimes they I felt like some of it was fake. And that's that sounds really bad now that it's out of my mouth, but I feel like some of it was just they got extra fired up just to just to get fired up and it, it wasn't like a genuine thing yeah I, I mean they all partied together sunday night both sides of the teams yep after every match i mean they're laughing they're jo- they're standing right next to each other like it's not like there's this huge rivalry yeah. between the two hell even bryson and and brooksy and brooksy like Hug we're it hugging out. it out at the end of it which by yeah that's a whole other kettle of fish but well uh, in the same token it's like fake I felt like like when Lowry made that putt on 18, you know, yes, it was a big putt, and, you know, it helped them. I don't know if it made them get half a point or maybe it made them win that whole point, but, I mean, and I don't know if he knew they were down 8-2 or whatever the score was when he made that, but, I mean, it's the same thing in, like, an NBA game. If you're down 20 and you make a three, you don't, you're not celebrating. I mean, you're still down 17. I, so if you're I, that, I know he was excited about it, about getting the half point, but, I mean, to scream, like, yeah, and he threw, you know, drops his putter on the green. And he's pumped up. I'm like, man, like, be happy you won the point and like move on to the next day. But I mean, it just didn't have, like you said, like Poulter's celebrations didn't mean as much when they're down. No, by six. No, and 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 that's what I mean. Like, so they're celebrating. Here's my question: Why don't you celebrate like that during a regular tournament? Like, there's what's the difference? You're you're still winning, doing what you're doing. You get more fired up because you're part of a team. I don't know, man. I, I like, don't know. I, I did like to see some different characters from different people. Like, it was cool to see Patrick Cantlay yeah. get fired up and get, you know, a couple... Yeah, he's, what, growing, what, what, he's growing on us. What were they calling him? No hat. Yeah, no... I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they are calling him... He didn't him wear no, one. No hat. Um, it was pretty, pretty cool to see him kind of get some get some fire under him. You know, typically, he, like you said, on tour, well, he's just robot. Not so much fire, just some personality, period. But, I mean, he won the FedEx Cup, and he didn't even celebrate that much. I know. And he made some putts on Sunday in the singles match when they knew they were going to win the Ryder Cup, and he was digging yeah. and loving it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is that whole team thing that gets gets the boys fired up. But and I hope it doesn't sound like like I love them getting fired up. I, I want them to do it more. I want them to do it during regular events, and I want them to do it like during regular PGA Tour events all the time. That's what I want. Um, but, yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I watched it all weekend, and... Um, yeah, twenty twenty three Paris. Yeah, no, yeah twenty twenty three because it was canceled in twenty, so they have to move every two years. But then next year they have the Presidents Cup, right? Yeah, so next year twenty twenty two will be Presidents Cup, and then twenty twenty three will be Ryder Cup. Well, uh, I saw so <clears throat> got me got me thinking the other day, Tuesday, um, playing at Belvedere. And not playing particularly well uh, on the front nine. I get to hole 10 and uh, hit a good drive up the left side. 148 yards. Nine iron. Bingo. Two. Jarter. P-10. 
Two. Beautiful. So I have often said uh, to some of my playing competitors, I am lucky enough to have a two on 18 at Belvedere. I have a two on 17 at Belvedere. And now I have a two, and I have a two on 14. And I have a two on 10. So I've had a deuce on all the par fours. That's disgusting. On the back nine at Belvedere. Oh, a, a two. Well, if you're saying that, I've I've had both. Um, on both, <laughs> I've dropped a no, dropped dropped a deuce. I've had a do, I've had twos, anyway, and I've had a two on two. So now I'm starting my wheels. The little hamster spinning. I want I want to have a two on every par four at Belvedere. That would be the coolest career record. And I don't know. That could be unique. I don't know if anybody. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure there could be other people that would have it, but I don't know. That I was pumped. Be, that's a, so how many how many par fours are there at Belvedere? There's well, one, two, three, four. Um one, two, three, four. And then ten. That's five. Fourteen. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here, but fourteen. 14 17. 17, 18. 17, 18. Like nine? I don't know. I count nine. Five, five. No, there's eight. Because there's five, five, and five, five, four. Or sorry, five, five, and there's five par threes, five par fives. And eight. sorry, I'm, I'm, my mind's all over the place here. I'm looking up something else while I was talking okay, about so that. You, so there's I apologize eight par for four, that. eight par fours, and you have a two on five of them already. That's right. That's not bad. Yeah, it's doable. I think it is doable, especially when the ones that you know one's not really that difficult to the you know because that's drivable for some guys not me but and drivable for some guys so three will be a challenge and four will be a challenge so how old are you old enough okay we'll say you got what you got 20 years left sure 200 if i'm lucky 200 rounds a year <laughs> 20 years you know. so odds the are odds are odds are you're gonna do it so speaking of feats and deuces and all the rest of it I, I was scrolling the internet, um, and uh, I you saw... Went, you went into a rabbit hole on YouTube? I did. <laughs> I got into a black hole, for sure. Anyway, and I saw, this is back in uh, mid-August, partners in golf foursome score two back-to-back holes in one. And, and I looked at it, and I went, hmm, where have I heard this before? Well, Benny and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't Ferg. Who was it that got the got the other one right behind him? Oh, he mentioned it on the yeah. On the anyway, call. apologize. But a pair of golfing pals were astonished when they both got a hole in one in succession, breaking seventeen million to one odds. Anyway, this how come Benny's story's not on here? I that's what that's why I made note of it. Crazy seventeen million to one. Anyway, that uh, you know that story is not really you know, not that great, but uh, that's a that's a pretty good that's a that's a pretty good feat. I can't think of the guy's name that he did it with. I know that's kind of driving me nuts. It was a staff function. He said, "Remember that it was a bunch of staff people when they did it." I couldn't have. Been, wasn't for okay. No. Oh, so speaking of <clears throat> speaking of a couple of weeks ago, so <laughs> yeah, you'll like this. So I went over to. Um, 
my birthday weekend. Bernadette surprised me, and we went over to Moncton for the weekend. Now, this is before things were all shut down and all the rest of it. We did have to take precautions and all the rest of it. But anyway, it wasn't like it is right current status. And uh, anyway, so plan was we had um, went over to the... Have you ever been to the Magnetic Hill Winery? No, I've been to Magnetic Hill, but never the winery. Aspect. Winery's fantastic looking spot. It's beautiful spot. Anyway, we went there, did some wine tasting, had a great time. Back to the hotel, and then we went. We were getting ready, and we went to the keg. And oh, then, love the keg! Right? Oh man, do you think Pete and I could get a keg? No. Why not? I don't know. We have we have the keg at Sims. Yeah, we totally do. So anyway, so we so we go to the keg, um, and then we're uh, the the last part of the spot. We go to the casino, right? So <laughs> we get into the. The, the the taxi from the keg to the casino and taxi driver i can tell after about 20 minutes of or 10 minutes of driving he's an anti-vaxxer okay so i'm saying you know like just talked about i think we're at the end of the tunnel and and his answers were just kind of giving me the you know the, the spidey senses were tingling right and so i'm playing politician and i'm just kind of saying like you know as long as i i, I kind of I'm like, well, you know, maybe, you know, it's not for, you know, everyone, you know, it's, you know, if, if you got your choice. Meanwhile, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, you're a nut bar. So then I finished off the statement and I just said, well, as long as you're not taking that ivermectin horse medicine stuff, like, you know, that's just crazy. What does he say? Yeah, no, I've had, I've had some of the ivermectin and I got a vial at home or whatever, just, you know, just in case. So then Bernadette starts squeezing my hand because she can see my temperature is starting to rise. Yeah. And now I'm starting to get a little bit confrontational here. I'm telling no. you. I'm, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I said, I said to him, are you telling me you would rather take a horse, like steroid or whatever the hell it is, instead of going and just getting a vaccine? Like this is where your mind is and... He's saying, wow, it's untested and all the rest of it. And I said, well, you do realize all the doctors that are treating anyone have all had this vaccine, the science behind it. Yeah, no, I just, you know, I think that uh, then bodies, you know, natural, you know, can blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. So then I said, of the hundreds of people that are now, that, you know, that's blowing up everywhere with these people that are get, getting uh, into the hospitals, you know, 95% of them are all unvaccinated. And he says, yeah, that's just what they're telling you. Oh. <laughs> and I'm Conspiracy like, theorists. they? <laughs> you know? Anyway, by this time, Bernadette has squeezed my hand so much, it's starting to hurt. So I just shut, I just shut her down. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to, to. anyway, but that, so, <laughs> so I leave and we go to the casino. We had a great night and it was awesome to get away. And I'm glad that we did. We get back, and I swear to you, it's not even three days later. Huge outbreak everywhere, right? Like, and and who is it? It's, it's the unvaccinated. And I'm just thinking, all I can think about is that fucking cab driver who's over there driving people around, and he thinks ivermectin. And oh my god, he was. He even quoted Joe Rogan. I was losing my mind. <laughs> anyway, that was the that was kind of like I wouldn't say the highlight, but that was an entertaining cab ride to say the least. How was the keg? Oh my god. Yeah, it's so good. It's so uh, consistent. I you can't know? believe, I literally the word I was like, it's just consistent when you go there. Yeah. You order 
Yeah. You know what you're going to get every time. Yeah. And so. Yeah. No, it was it was great. You know where we stayed? We stayed at the Amsterdam Inn, uh, which is right by the casino. Yep. And uh, what a great spot. I mean, they, first of all, they had like a charger for the Tesla, right? So we parked in and, and got a, excuse me, a full charge um, while we were staying there. But it's also like a motel setup. So like we didn't have to go through the hotel entrance to, and I just thought that was really awesome. What's the uh, what was the casino like? Like the the vibe was it? But it was like back to normal. Okay. Yeah. Because the because the conference is still all shut down there, like you can't rent yeah. out the uh, what do they call that's the ballrooms. Yep. You, yep. You know, because we usually do our PGA Atlantic buying show over there in November. Yep. And they're still not open for conferences or concerts. Yeah, and or I can't imagine like they that. are now either. So I just didn't know what the vibe of the actual casino, but I, I imagine the casino, as soon as people were let in, it's like the VLTs here, I mean. I saw my birthday buddy over there. Luke, Luke Beck was over there. Nice. Yeah, he was over there. there was New owner of... Uh, uh, Case. Case, Wholesale. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. Luke, and yeah. congratulations, Roddy and... Uh, Roddy and... Uh, um, Kim. 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 Kim, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Retired, retirement. Living, I, I golfed with Roddy the other day at uh, Country View. It was me and... Oh, yeah? It was the... The Willis Brothers versus uh, myself and Wade Crozier. Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Z- uh, was it Jeff and Roddy? Yep. Rusty and Roddy against oh, uh, me and Wade. Wade's course, too. Yep. I'd have to think the Willis Brothers took her down, though. They did not. Wow. All right. Jeez, they, congratulations to you. Yeah, they were, uh, well, Wade. Well, I should say Wade. No, Wade carried the... He carried the weight of the team for uh, <laughs> on multiple fronts. Yep. for a while. Yep. but i I came in when I, I I came in handy when I needed to. Wade's Wade's steady man. Yeah, Wade's his good. short game is it's disgusting. Sickening. Well, he chipped in. So I was playing in the Country View Open there this year and, and played with him in the 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 final day when I was in the first division. I didn't know I was in the first division. That whole story. But anyway, I got paired up with Wade. He was also sort of we were battling it out the two of us. And anyway. Uh, I think the fourth hole chips in. He had 26 putts in our when we played the match there Man, last week. Unbelievable. He chipped in a couple times, just sickening. Roddy, Roddy and Jeff just got were sickened by the back nine. Yeah, I, I was, I was gonna put my money on you guys, but then I thought, ah, well, you're you're afraid, yeah, and, you know, Frid. but and the boys are pretty steady. Yeah, anyway, we took her down two, uh, two and one. How did that come about? Um. Me and Roddy have been trying to go for a game there for a bit. No and way, nice. So uh, he had mentioned that yeah, there's an opening there. So did you hear his goal here this year was like yeah. to play as many? But, and know why? That's why Wade said he invited me. Really? Because he was trying to play with as many different people as he could play with this year. So yep. we we're on number three T, and he's like, "Hey Nick," I'm like, "He's like, you're number seventy-two. I'm no like, way. Or whatever the number was. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. What does that mean? He's like, I'm trying to play with as many different people as I can this year, and like you're number seventy-two, and Wade. Wade cool. piped up and said something like, "So that's okay. the only reason they invited. It's the only reason he invited you, Fred." <laughs> so the, another another kind of funny story. I don't know if you were following on Facebook though. So speaking of controversy and and all the rest of it, so he he went on and oh, he yeah, voiced he his displeasure about sort of the new restrictions. Don't worry, we had some we had some very joint conversations. I'm sure, and that during the round, but. <laughs> Then he, the next thing you know, he gets a post. So my mother gave me a stern talking to. I will not be posting any more of my thoughts. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, too funny. I get, a, I get a kick out of him when I see the posts come up. Oh, yeah. So do I. So uh, I told you that I'm, I'm going to Ireland with him, eh? Yeah, he mentioned that during the round. He said yeah. there's 
12? No. There's 12. 12, yeah, I yes. Think there's 12. I think there's 12. And quite the quite the crew that's going, and there'll be more quite the talk pri- about that. Quite the I'm, price tag. Yeah, don't even get me started on that, because I can't afford it, but <laughs> I'm going. Um, I, I literally can't. It's all going on. I'm going to have to remortgage the house. It, that's fine. I'm going. Yeah. Remember, it, do you remember our fall, right? first, uh, yeah. Do you remember one of our first interview, first uh, uh, podcast, we were talking about dream trips. And I was saying how I was reading, you know, uh, Tom Coyne's book and, you know, it was a course called Ireland and yep. all that. And I said, Ireland was my, and you said New York yep. area, right? So here, here, this opportunity came up this summer where Roddy was nice enough to ask me if I wanted to go. And uh, I saw the price tag and I said, no. And then I thought about it more, thought about it more. And I said, you know what? Hell with it. Let's, let's do it. Because Bernadette's like, she, Ireland isn't on her radar. If she's going to go, she wants to go to Italy because her mom's from, or not her mom, but her family heritage is, is Italian. So that's fine. Like, that's great. We'll go there. But if she doesn't want to go to Ireland, or if that's not on our radar, like, I, this might be the only chance I get to go. Yeah. So I'm like, heck with it, go. But how cool is it that that's, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm obviously stoked about that. Yeah, we talked about the trip a bit. Uh, he was telling me about the places you're going and all that, so it was pretty cool. And then it's just funny that you mentioned that is that there was some article that came out like three days ago about it had a, a map of the New York, kind of the hamp, that uh, Long Island yeah. And all those courses that I said I wanted to play, and they yeah. were all right there. And it, it was actually an article about like an underrated golf trip. If you can, get, you have to have contacts because some of these courses you can't get on. But I mean, it's like Shinnecock, and uh, yeah, it had all them listed right there. I was like, oh my god, that's Roddy said that would be a pretty good, pretty cool trip too. That that would be, yeah. There's there's a bunch, man. But see, that's a lot easier to get to. Yeah, the other one he was talking about really said he was really easy to get to, and not overly expensive is. Something about flying into Chicago, and there's a bunch right around there that are big, big time, and then maybe an hour drive, you can get up to Whistling Straits in Wisconsin and um, Kohler and that. Oh, Bandon's right there too, isn't it? No, that's in Oregon. Oregon. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. But uh, Whistling Straits and the Black Bear, Black Wolf Run or Black Bear, the one that's right close to Kohler. He's like, so there's a bunch of trips. I'm not going to do any of them. Uh, here, but here's a, here's, a, here's a question for you. And I got I, I think about this too. It's like, would you want to go if your game wasn't in top shape? Yeah, I'd still go. You'd still go? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, really, at the end of the day, you're going there not really to break a course record, but you're going to experience the whole golf course and everything else, right? Yeah. I just, I, I feel like, geez, you'd want to have your game in good shape, right? So you could, if it tests you, you know that you tested at your best. Yeah, and I guess, um, you know, the last kind of trip I went on, we played one course from the absolute tips that the PGA players would do it, and that's because it was a PGA caliber course. It was PGA West Stadium course. It wasn't Ka- Kawhi or anything. What was that, uh, the one that I said that the three handicap wouldn't break 100 on? Kiowa Island? Kiowa, no. yeah. yeah. It was tougher than that one. Uh, PGA West Stadium course. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So that we played that one. But all the other courses, like we played middle deck, white or blue or whatever, just something that you wanted to enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. Um Another golf trip I'd gone on, every round they wanted to play the absolute, like, blacks, like, whatever, 73, 72. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was the middle of winter, so I haven't swung a club in yeah. four months. Yeah. That wasn't so much fun. I mean, torture testing yourself. Especially, it, like... It is, too. If you, go to, if you go to... Uh, what's the one? Whistling Straits. Yeah. 500 US dollars is the green fee. Yeah. So, I mean... For that course, probably you play the back because you've seen it on tour and the Ryder Cup and that. But, I mean, for all the other ones around it that aren't 
on tour and you're yeah. just paying 300 bucks US, play the. I'm, I'm going to want to play the whites or the blues and just enjoy a day at least a little bit. I mm-hmm. mean, that would be my thought. But I mean, if you're going with golf guys and scratch guys, they might say, listen, we're playing the blacks today. We want to play it from the... You know, it, I, I, I guess it really depends on, on the length of course, really, too, because... You know, my my younger brother told me <laughs> told me once. You know, if they don't make the if they don't make the back tees for us, who do they make them for? And you know, so because we're we're both when when you think about the percentiles, right? So you know, right around scratch, or you know, even if you're a five or below handicap, you're in like the ninety sixth percentile of golfers. So you're, you know, right there. So if they don't make them for you guys yeah like who are they making them who's who are they waiting for to pull up to right say i'm playing the blocks now that said if you're if you're looking at it and it's like 7800 yards or something and you're like i won't make the fairway with my drive that's a whole other thing i think yeah like there's a few there that like i am gonna make this trip but if i when i go to pay play beth page mm-hmm. like i'm playing the blacks well everybody's gonna play the blacks yeah. right yeah. i want it you want your picture next to that sign you know yeah. this course is extremely, extremely difficult and difficult. for highly skilled golfers that's right you know i'm playing there because uh side note my buddy brody ward i think shot 70 i think he was even par there really i think so um don't quote me but he was in he was like like 74 75 or something like that you mean like like i said pga west stadium of course we played the blacks if i go to if i ever went to whistling straits i'm gonna play the but if I'm just going to Orlando and we're playing, you know, yeah, some decent courses, probably just gonna play whatever's gonna make it the funnest. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, so the the new PGA so the new PGA Tour season starts. It started last week in yeah. California, and they're in. When do you start watching again? Ooh. Pebble Beach Pro Am. You'll probably watch when the CJ Cup is on because you're gonna have three players in our pool, and you'll be like, "Yeah, I'll watch yeah. a little bit of that." Typically, like P, um, Pebble Beach Pro Am. Yeah, kind of the New Year. The what's the one down in Hawaii where they bomb at like 420? And oh, um, they play at the Malalai or Walalai or something. Yeah, like that. typically like that yeah. event. Jimmy Walker like owned those tournaments for a couple of years. Yeah, that that event is usually when I start picking it up. But I mean. I was just looking at the PGA Tour schedule because I was thinking about the PGA, the the pool and stuff that we're in, and like, there's some of the good events coming. Like, Shriners over in Vegas is a good event. I mean, then you got two back to back, right? You got the CJ and then the Zozo, the Zozo Tigers. Yep. Maybe yep. Tiger be back for the Zozo. <laughs> no, yeah. Were you waiting for Tiger to make an appearance on Sunday at the Ryder Cup? Who was it that just, I was talking to this about? Do you, there was like a bet: would Tiger make an appearance? And the overwhelming majority said no because he doesn't want to distract from what's going on. Okay, if they're losing, say they're down like 8-4 going into the singles or whatever. He shows up? He choppers in on Saturday night to give a freaking out-of-this-world speech about boys, go get this done tomorrow. This is quite a Disney movie you're dreaming (laughs) up right now. (laughs) Do you think he does that? No, I don't think he does that. I think he does. All right, of course you do. I think he pops up a birthday cake. So this weekend's got the Sanderson's Farms and is in Jackson, to, to, Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi, yeah. And the thing is, I'm going to watch these guys because two of our guests, yeah, are, are playing. I don't actually, I don't know if Michael is. Gliggs is playing. Yep, is he, he playing? Didn't play great today. Okay. Uh, shot uh, one over par, but uh, that's why they make him four days. Do you see the purses? This like no, I haven't looked at the purses in a long time. But I mean, the purse for like this event and. 
I don't, this isn't really, this isn't a secondary event, but you know, it's not certainly a marquee. Seven million. For this event? Th- yeah, the CJ Cup, the total purse, 9.75 million. Yeah, these boys aren't. The Zozo for- is 9.9. 9. We're almost getting up into $10 million purses per event now. It's insane. Anyway, Roger's, uh, Roger, great round today. Six under. Yeah. Hadman, uh, five Corey, under. Corey, Corey Connors, Connors, five under. Corey was f- f- five under on the front or yeah. six or something. So, going to be a good year for Canadian golf on the PGA Tour, I believe. Are we going to. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Well, I would. Just talking about, like, every time I think about Roger, I think about the conversation that we had, and he was, remember him saying that, you know, the PGA Tour has a problem. And it was the problem was is that you know the Saudis and the interest that people have in an alternate PGA tour or you know an alternate golf tour that there is sort of guaranteed money for for playing, and that I don't know why that resonates with me that sticks with me and I and I now that I met like a bunch of the you know the McKenzie tour players and stuff like that like I really think that that's the way there should be something incorporated for guys to get paid when you're at a certain level and like a living wage or something you know i know that there's you know thousands and thousands of people that are trying to make it but you know it just like if if roger or glaze never you know glaze got you know his tour card you know but if he hadn't he's right back down to you know, a, a whole different lifestyle, right? Sharing, and, sharing hotel rooms and driving from event to event. Yeah, and, like, yeah. you know, hypothetically. And, and it's just like, I look at every other sport, not including football, because you can be cut in football in a heartbeat. But like your NHL players, your NBA players, your soccer players, your, God, you know, all of these guys, they have guaranteed salaries and they don't have to grind. So, you know, it, it comes down to like, did Patrick Cantley need $15 million at the end of the year to top off the year that he already had? Absolutely not. Could you have taken 10 of that million and made salaries for some of the guys that are, you know, like are that just just getting there? I guess I'm trying to say is there seems to be a lot of money on the PGA Tour. It doesn't need to be so damn top-heavy. Yeah. I think uh, if you if you look at the, I looked at the money finishes from last year and like we'll take Gligic for example I mean I think he finished one f- in the mid one forties because he didn't make the playoffs so yeah he court. and yeah, he was outside the one twenty five and I think he made like six hundred and fifty thousand absolutely so but he had some good finishes too yeah that's true some pretty good finishes but I mean so you, if you you know the two hundredth ranked guy in the world probably ended up making like three hundred and fifty thousand or something last year. I'd have to look at the stats, but okay. But but what you just said, you're right. And even if it is that, and even if this is this is even close, that's two hundredth in the world, and he's making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and it's getting exponentially lower as you go on. And that's not minus just his expenses. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I food for thought. I mean, you know, it just seems it seems very very top heavy, uh, especially when all of a sudden now they're giving forty million away for social media influencers that will never know who got it. Yeah. We, has it already been distributed? I think, yeah, they distributed it at the end of the year, but nobody... Really? They, they were never going to announce who got any or how much. 
<laughs> what a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, so wh- why tell us about it? Oh, man. You know, why they you know told- what? That's why Bryson and Brooksy hugged it out, because they both probably got $10 million each of that. So the only reason they told the Congratulations, pub- <laughs> boys. Yeah. The only reason they told us about it was for us to help them out by going online and Googling them and following them on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. I guarantee you the boys were, they had it planned all along. They got together earlier. We're going to feud this out. We're going to be the influencers. We're going to move the needle. And now we're going to celebrate the Ryder Cup because that's when it's all done. Did you see Bryson at the long drive? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him. He moved on to the round of 32. Yeah. And then he got to the 16, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd like be he awesome. moved on to the 16. He was, yeah, topping his whatever. He's rocking the Ryder Cup staff bag. <laughs> That's the flex in itself. <laughs> yeah, what, we, so I talked about this briefly with the boys there today at, at Men's Night. And he's basically doing what we all kind of thought in our heads when the long drive competition started coming out. It's like, these guys are so unbelievable. Why aren't they on the PGA Tour? Uh, because they can drive, you know hypothetically these par fours and and whatever but it just goes to show you there's way more to it than that yeah i was gonna say you know people give bryson a hard time and he's he's cringy his you know he's weird dude he says weird things whatever the fact of the matter is that he, he can go and compete in that and then so on the weekend before he's playing in the literally one of the most i don't know Highest be. echelon tournaments you can play, the Ryder Cup. <laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, he's using short game and putting and chipping and his long drives helping him. And then he's going and playing in a long drive. There is not one guy at that long drive that could even go tee it up in a tour event, let alone the Ryder Cup next week. Yeah. Yeah. Not even McKenzie, maybe McKenzie tour. Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So what he's doing is pretty damn impressive. It's a very impressive. And I don't think anybody can say it's not. Like, even if you hate Bryson, you can't say that what he's doing and what he has done is damn impressive. Oh, it's crazy. And he's also crazy. <laughs> he's also crazy. He's legitimately a nut bar. Do you think he's on roids? No. Really? Do you think he was on roids? No, I don't think so. Why not? He got big awfully fast. I think, like you said, he's just a quirky, weird guy, and he set his mind Very to it. Very much. I think he was eating what he said he was eating. He was drinking those mad, the protein shakes like he said it was, and he was just working out like a machine. He saw his fun house but he was living in. I mean, <laughs> he's single, or, you know, he's not married. He's, yeah. He's got but, nothing But then to he do. dropped it down. Like, he, he looks back. Like, that's what is impressive me. Like, he, he went big, and he, now he's went. He, it was bulking season, then it was uh, yeah. then lean season. Kind of like me over golf season, and then <laughs> bulking, bulking season, season. and then extra bulk in the winter. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty cool for what he's doing, man. I mean, he he's not going to win it. I mean, the guys put up the stats of like the the leaders, like you know your Kyle Berkshires and stuff next to him, and it was like, you know, they were flying at like four sixty. Yeah, so, fair enough. But like I said, he's going to turn around two weeks later and go play the Zozo Championship for the top fifty players in the world at the game of golf. Yeah, make a couple million. Yeah. And how hi? How are you? Um. I don't know, buddy. I've got nothing else. And um, like I said, we don't have a guest this week. Um, we do have some killer guests coming up oh my in the gosh. next few. We wanted to get something out to just kind of re-wrap up everything that we've, uh, you know, last couple of weeks. And um, we're going to get Benny back on the pod. Like I said, we've got a couple of interviews coming up that are going to rock the boat. And uh, we just keep going on, on 
I don't even know. When when do we go season two? Week 53. <laughs> I don't know. Episode 53. About that. But <laughs> I feel like there could be a Christmas break, and then we'd we, we reconvene. That's what we should do, I think. Anyway. But uh, in any case, we're not done yet. We got a bunch of uh, bunch of interviews, um, and and thanks for listening. And uh, I don't know, buddy. You got anything else? No, thanks to uh, Golf Mania. Um, you know, go in, check out the store, uh, one fifty five Belvedere Avenue. Um, you know, a bunch of sales going on. I know, I, I believe the uh, fitting um, monitor and all that's going to be up here shortly. So get in there and get fitted. Go see Corey and. It's going to be a great winner. Yeah, and uh, if you feel like gambling, get on coolbet.com. Yep. Use the code cool. uh, Green 100. Green 100. Man, it has been a while since I've done a podcast. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time.